Shalom to all. Today's office is Gendav Chaf Aleph. We are starting the seventh line with the words Amarava. And today's office is sponsored Lila Nishmas, Mars Miram Sarabas, Biakiv Maisha, her Neshama should have an Aliyah, and Lila Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef Yantif, but Rabbi Asher Anshul, his Neshama should have an Aliyah. Amarava Rava says, Kasavla get, but Nasno Biat Avdai. Let's he wrote a get for her, and he placed it in the hands of his Eved, because of La Shtar Matana Alav, and he wrote a Shtar Matana to his wife for the Eved, which means he's giving the Eved to his wife as a present. Kanasu, she's kind to him, meaning she's kind to the Eved, Umisgaresh's boy, and now she's Misgaresh as well because the Evid whom she just acquired is holding her get. So this is like her chatzar, her courtyard is being kind of for her. This Evid is considered like her courtyard and it's like the husband is placing her get inside her courtyard so therefore she's divorced. Ask the Gemara, hold on one second about my, why is that? Chatzar malachasi. This is a moving chatzar. Chatzar malachas like kana and a moving chatzar isn't kana. A person's chatzar, their courtyard or their possessions can only be kind of for them if they're not moving. Let's say she actually owns a chatzar, a courtyard or maybe a house or something like that and her husband places the get inside so then she's going to be kind of it. But here we have a moving chatzar. That's the Evid, and that's not kind of for her. And if you want to say, suggest the Gemara Ba'aymid, that we're talking about the Evid when he's not moving, he's just standing, that's still not okay because Ba'amar Rav Rav says, If this thing while it's moving is not going to be kind of, so even if it's standing or sitting, it's not going to be kind of. So this Evid, even if he's not moving, can't be kind of the get for her. So the answer is, What we're talking about over here is where he's tied up, and so he can't move. It's not that he happens not to be moving now, but if he wants to, he could. Since he's tied up, he's not able to move, and therefore he could be considered a chatzar that's kind of for the wife. And a similar case, Vamarav Rav says, If he wrote a get for his wife and he put it in his chatzer, and then he wrote her on this chatzer, meaning he's giving her this chatzer as a gift, she's kind of the chatzer, and at the same time, she's divorced because the get is in this chatzer. I think Mara clarifies with We need both of these cases. and Eved, if we only had the case of Eved, Havamina, I would think, Dafka Eved, that this only applies to the case of an Eved. Aval Chatzer, but in the case of the Chatzer, Ligzer, we should be geyser that it's not a valid divorce. Why? Because of this case. What's this case of Chatzera Balachimikan? That's a scenario where the husband writes a get and he places it in his friend's Chatzer. And then his friend sells or gives his Chatzer to this fellow's wife. And so now she just acquired the Chatzer and her get's inside. But that's not a valid get because when the husband placed the get in the Chatzer, it wasn't her Chatzer yet. And when she did eventually acquire the Chatzer, it's not like the husband's giving her the get. The get had already left his hand. So there she's for sure not divorced. So I would say that perhaps the case of Chatzer that we mentioned previously, where he gave her the Chatzer and the get at the same time, shouldn't be good because maybe we're going to say Chatzer Abalachimikan is good. Therefore, we say no, a regular case of Chatzer is okay. Vyashmin Chatzer, if we only had the case of Chatzer, Havamin, I would say Dafka Chatzer, that it only works when we're talking about a Chatzer. Aval Eved, but when we're talking about Eved, Ligzer Kafas perhaps we should be geyser that even when the Evid's tied up, it's not a valid get because maybe we're going to end up being mashrit in a case where he's not tied up. That's why we also have to have the case of the Evid. But now I'm Rabbi, if I ask a question on this, where do we learn from that he could divorce her by way of putting a get in her chatzar? We learn it from her hand, meaning we learn from the Pasuk that says that he places the get in her hand, that she could be divorced in any which way that's similar to hand. Meaning just like the hand is an extension of her, so to anything it's an extension of her, like a chatzar. However, it has to be very similar. And we have to say, just like when a get is placed in her hand, that works whether it's with her knowledge, meaning her consent, or even if it's against her will. Even if she doesn't want to be divorced, the husband could forcibly place the get in her hand and she's divorced. So too in the case of the chatzar, the get has to be able to divorce her, whether it's midaito or balkarcha. And that would work in a standard case of chatzar. Let's say she owns a chatzar already, he's not giving it to her as a gift, and he throws the get into her chatzar. Even if she doesn't want to take the get, she's divorced against her will. However, here's the problem. When we're talking about him, giving her the chatzar as a gift, he can only give it to her only if she wants to accept the gift, she'll accept it, but he can't give her this gift against her will, so shouldn't it be considered a valid gerishin even if she does accept the gift of the chatzar, because this case doesn't line up with a standard gerishin case. 
However, now Moskvah Rav Shem Ashi, Rav Shem Ashi asks on Abaye, why are you saying that this is a problem? In regards to a shliach that she sends to accept the get for her, a shliach would only work with her knowledge and her consent, not against her will. If a man goes against her will and accepts her get from her husband, she's not divorced. But he's still considered a shliach Kabbalah if she does send him. So we see that even though something might not be able to be done against her will, if it's done with her consent, it is valid. But now the Gemara defends Abaye. But Abaye, the way he would respond to that is by saying, is the concept that she could send a shliach learned from the word hand, learned from yada, like chatzar is, it's learned from a totally different drasha. Instead of the Pesach saying, it says, so we learn from there this concept of shlichos by gitin. So shlichos by gitin has nothing to do with her chatzar accepting a get for her. And alternatively, we could say, we actually do have a case where there's a shlich for Kabbalah against her will. What's that case? A father can accept a get for his daughter Zikhtano against her will. We know that a father is allowed to marry off his daughter Zikhtano, and if her husband decides that he wants to divorce her while she's still Zikhtano, this Zikhtano's father can take that get against her will even if she doesn't want to take it. So we actually do see this concept of Shlichos Balkarcha. So this question that Rav Shimi Bar Ashi asked on Abaye is not a valid question. I will continue explaining the Mishnah and this is really going on the next cases of the Mishnah, which had spoken about him writing a get on the hand of his Eved and then giving her the Eved, or writing the get on the horn of a cow and giving her the cow, and in both cases, the Tanakama, who's the Chachamim, say that it's valid, and Rebesi says not. Now we analyze Tanakama. Bishlam Yada Eved, we understand we're talking about a get written on the hand of an Eved, Chaf Alphon Bez on top, Loy Efshalom we're not able to cut off the Eved's hand, so therefore we have to give her the entire Eved. Now let's just pause for a second. You might ask, why not? Why can't we cut off the Eved's hand? We know that a master is allowed to strike his slaves since he owns him, so why not cut off his hand and just give the hand to his wife? And the answer is because since an Eved is chayv and mitzvahs like a woman is, he's not allowed to be physically harmed by his master. So that's why the master would have to give the entire Eved to the woman. Ella, Karen Shalpara, but when we're talking about the horn of a cow, why doesn't he cut the horn of the cow off and give her the horn? Why does he have to give her the whole cow? So the more answers, Amar Karla Pasuk tells us, the Kasav Vinasanla. He writes it and gives it to her. And what do we learn from here? Misha Enemachosar Eloksiva Vinasina. The way that the get works is that it's not lacking anything other than writing it and giving it. Yatzazeh, excluding this case, Shemachosar Ksiva Ketsitzo Nasina. This wouldn't be valid because it's lacking writing, cutting, and giving. In other words, the get has to be written and given right away. We can't have anything in between the writing and the giving. And over here, if we write it on the horn of a cow, then cut the horn off and then give it to her, well, we have something interrupting the writing and the giving. So that's why the only way it would be kosher is to give her the entire cow. We had said that Rabbi Yisagli argued with this, and he also would not allowed to write a get on anything that's living or on any animal. So the Gemara asked my time to Rabbi Yisagli, what's Rabbi Yisagli's reasoning? The answer is a tiny because we have a brysa. The Pasuk tells us Sefer. As the Pasuk says, because of lost Sefer Krisos, he writes a Sefer for. Now, only Allah Sefer. I only know from here it has to be like a Sefer, which means it has to be written on a piece of parchment. Minai the Rabbis called Davar. How do we know to include anything that the get could be written on anything, not only a piece of parchment? Tamalim, that's why the Pasuk says, because of law, and he writes for her. And that teaches us, Mikal Makam, it could be written on anything. The Pasuk didn't even have to say that he writes for her. It could just say that he gives her a Sefer Krisos. By saying that he writes for her a Sefer Krisos, that tells us that he could write on anything. Now, Imkain Matam Lemur Sefer. So why is it the Pasuk specifies Sefer, parchment, if it's allowed to be written on something other than parchment? The answer is that we do learn something from this word Sefer. Just like a piece of parchment doesn't have life to it and it doesn't eat. So too, the guest allowed to be written on anything that's not alive and doesn't eat. Now, Rabban, how do they understand the Pasuk? Because they don't need the Pasuk to include that the guest allowed to be written on anything. They hold that anyway. They would say, if it says it has to be written in a Sefer, it would be just like you said. However, now that it just uses the word Sefer plain, what does that tell us? It's coming to teach us that a certain Nusach, a Sefer, 
Torah's Dvarim, a certain Lashon of words has to be written down. And that's all the word Sefer is telling us. Now, Rabbanon and Haivakasav Ma'av delay. What did Rabbanon do with the word Vakasav? The answer is, They say that it teaches us that she's only divorced by writing and not with money. Because I might have thought that her leaving this relationship is similar to her coming into the relationship. Just like when she gets married, that's with money. We know the Kiddushin is done with money. I might say that he could divorce her with money as well, which means he could give her some money and say, with this money, you're divorced. The Kiddush is that no, the only way he's able to divorce her is with a document. Now, if either how does he know that? He learns it from the words Sefer Krisos. And what does that teach us? Sefer Karsov and Davracha Karso. Only a Sefer, a document, that creates the severance and nothing else, meaning not money. What about their Abana? What do they do with these words? That they teach us that the get has to be something that creates a full severance in between him and her. Just like the following Brysa. Let's say he tells her, This is your get, only on condition that you don't drink wine or that you never go to your father's house. That's not considered a severance. Severance, that's because there's still something connecting him and her, the fact that she's not allowed to drink wine or the fact that she's not allowed to go to her father's house. However, if he tells her, you're not allowed to do these things for 30 days, is a Krisos, so that's a Krisos because after 30 days, she's allowed to be involved in these activities. So that's what the Pasuk Sefer Krisos tells us that it has to be a full severance. The Idoch, where's Rabbi Yisaglili learned that from? Mikares Krisos. It could have said the word Kares, but instead it uses this word Krisos, so that teaches us his drasha. What about the Rabbanon? Kares Krisos, like Darshi, they don't learn that this word Krisos is considered something extra and that it should have used the word Kares, and therefore they don't make a drasha out of it. And now we've gone to brand new Mishnah. The Mishnah tells us, No writing a get on something that's attached to the ground. Let's say he wrote it on something that's attached to the ground, and then he detached it, and signed it, and then gave it to her, kosher, it's kosher. However, Rabbi Huda Paisal, Rabbi Huda Paisal's until the writing and the signing is done on something which is detached from the ground. Now Rabbi Huda Ben-Beseir Aymer, he tells us, we are not allowed to write again, not on a piece of parchment that previously had something written on it and then it was erased, or on diftera, which is unfinished parchment, and why not? That's because it's able to be forged. A piece of paper that already had something erased on it, that now has a get written on it, and signed, is easily able to be forged, because they could just erase some of the words of the get, change things around, and a person viewing the get is not going to realize that something was changed after it was signed, because anyway, the whole piece of paper had something written on it previously, and erased. So since we could forge something after the signatures, it's not valid. And the same things with unfinished parchment, we're not able to tell if something was erased, so therefore it wouldn't be a valid get. However, Chamachshir and the Cham say that it's kosher, and the Gemara is going to discuss why. Now the Gemara asks on the ratio of the Mishnah. We had said in the second line, if you wrote on something that was attached to the ground and then he detached it and signed it, it's kosher. But hold on one second, you said in the first line of the Mishnah, in that you're not allowed to write it on something that's attached to the ground. So it seems to be the Mishnah is contradicting itself in the next line by saying that if it was written on something attached to the ground and then detached, it's kosher. So Rabbi Yehudah Mishmuel, he answers that really, what are we talking about? It's referring to him leaving the place of the Tairef over. He also says, it's talking about where he left the place of the Tyref over, then it must be talking about where he left the place of the Tyref over. Now, what does that mean? So as we're going to see right now, there are two parts to every get, the Tyref and the Typhus. The Tyref is the central core of the get, such as his and her names, where they're from, and where the get's being drawn up. Whereas the Typhus is the standard wording used for every get that describes the nature and ramifications of divorce. So what we're referring to in the Mishnah is that he left over the place of the Tyref. And the Gemara continues, Rebbe he in our Mishnah's Rebbe Lazar, who holds a Demisir that 
that the ikr part of the get is the edim sira, the edim that are watching the giving over the get. And this is what our Mishnah is saying. Don't write the typhus of the get while it's attached to the ground because maybe he's going to end up writing the tyref while it's attached to the ground. And remember, the tyref is a central part of the get. However, the next line of the Mishnah is telling us that Kasvula typhus, let's say he did end up writing the typhus while it's attached to the ground, but then Vitalshu, he detached it, Kasvula typhus, and then wrote the tyref, Vinasnula and gave it to her, Kasher, so then it's Kasher. Because the bottom line is that the central part of the get was written after it was detached from the ground, and the Edomisir witnessed the get being given over, so it's a valid get. Now, Vershlakishamar, he explains the Mishnah differently. Chasmushaninu. What we're talking about over here is the signing. Rav Meir here, and the Mishnah is really Rav Meir who argues the Rebelazar, the Amar of Meir holds a Chasima Karti, that the main part of the get that creates the Krisos is the Chasima, the signing of the Edim. Vahachikamar, and this is what our Mishnah is saying. Enkhasvin Tyref, don't write the Tyref of the get while it's attached to the ground, because maybe they're going to end up signing it while it's attached to the ground. However, let's say, Kasvul Tyref, that the Tyref was written when it was attached to the ground, but then Talshu was detached, Chasmu, and then signed, Venasnula, and given to her, Kasher, then it's Kasher. And now into another case having to do with the get being written attached to the ground. Kasul Acharis shall atzets nakov. Say the get was written on an earthenware pot, which was nakov, it was perforated. Kasher is a kasher get. Why is that? Because he could just simply take this flower pot and give it to her. Now, before we continue, let's just understand what a perforated flower pot is and why that makes a difference if it has a perforation in it or not. So, a perforated flower pot is a classic flower pot that you're going to put something in. You could grow just about anything inside of it, depending how big it is. And when we say that it has a perforation, that means the bottom of it has a hole in it. And Nalacha, that means that the plant growing in the pot is considered connected to the ground. Even though it's not in the ground, it's in a flower pot, since there's a hole in the bottom of the flower pot, we consider it as if it's getting its nourishment from the ground, and therefore it's considered connected to the ground. And now here's where that would make an afkamina. Al-Ala shall Atzus Nakov, let's say he wrote the get on a leaf of something that's growing in this Atzus Nakov. So Abai Amar Kasher, Abai says it's Kasher, Rav Amar Pasel, Rav says that it's Pasel. Abai Amar Kasher, Abai says it's Kasher, why is that Chafez Amar Alaf on top? That's because he could simply take the entire flower pot and give her the whole flower pot. However, Rav Amar Pasel, Rav says because we make Xera, maybe he's going to end up detaching just this leaf, and then it will be considered like the get was written on something that was mechubar lekarka, and then detached, which our Mishnah says is possible. We're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow with halachas not related to getin, but rather with halachas related to atzitz nakov and she'enu nakov. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.